0: to Rugged Rants, a tough, and yes, maybe at times, a bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. I'm your host, Susan Campbell. Today's episode is about the future of technology. For the past few years, we've been busy adding new tools and skills to business workflows. My guest today is Zanita Henderson, Vice President of Marketing and Business Development at SCTE, I-S-B-E, we'll have to have her tell us what those all stand for. We'll share her thoughts on the future of technology and the workforce. Welcome, Zanita. Well, thank you for having me, Susan. That's great to see you. Great
1: to see you as well. So uh,
0: give us a little insight into the alphabet soup, S-C-T-E-I-S-B-E, please.
1: You got it. So the Society of Cable and Telecommunications Engineers, which also happens to be an international society of broadband experts.
0: Ah that's the second part. Yes S- it is. I see yes, now. It is. Excellent. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about SCT ISBE for the listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with the cable and telecom uh industry um, and what your role entails there
1: you got it so I'm the marketing um, marketing vice president for the society and it's an awesome role um, I actually get to interface with all of the cable operators around the world as well as the workforce around the world for the cable operators and also the vendors that supply um, products to all of the cable operators around the world and the programmers So it's a great position to have where you are um, we, we do a lot of training, and Workforce Development. Oh, is, okay. So it's awesome um, having that touch to the workforce. And we also are the producer of the largest cable and telecommunications sh- trade show in the Americas, the Cable Tech Expo.
0: Ah, oh, that's in the fall, That's right? in the fall, okay. in October. I do remember. So uh, your list of accomplishments and notoriety is quite long and extensive, and uh, I just have to, like, kind of shout out a few of them. I know this is, you're way too humble to ever mention these things, but, like... 2019 Most Powerful Women in Cable, 2019 Diversity Member, um, Outstanding Cable. You're a member of the Cable Pioneers, which is a, a huge, um, a huge honor. So now knowing your role and how you are a globetrotter in the cable industry, it's sort of uh, understandable how that uh, how those um honors have been bestowed on you. Well,
1: thank you very much. And Susan, you're a big part of that, um, as you were my boss for the latter the latter half of my career.
0: <laughs> I did not have anything to do with yes, that. Yes, you did.
1: You polished me up and sent me out into the cable industry, and I've just been running through it ever since. So thank you for all of your guidance. And we both are now Fearless 50 for yeah, Adobe Marketos. Marketo. So crazy.
0: Isn't that crazy? It is
1: crazy. The teacher and the student at the same time. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) You've caught up and surpassed by far. (laughs) Not at all. So, you know, today's uh, workforce grew up with technology, right? And so they're knowledgeable, they're familiar, they're empowered by it. The workforce is a force, right? Yes, it is. So how does that trickle into, you know, their native technology um, mindset? How does that trickle into the workforce and what they expect from technology to do their job.
1: So technology is changing all the time. In the cable industry, you went from dial-up modem to a cable modem. Right. Now we're up to one gig. Now we're talking 10. So you're going to have 10 gigabits of speed coming into your home within the next five years. Wow. So things are constantly changing. And the network to be able to support that is constantly changing. So, of course, we have to constantly be feeding the workforce, both from the installer level directly into the C-suite on how they can do that. Number one, from an installation perspective, upgrading your networks, and then also from how do you manage the people through all of that change. So we sit in a really good seat um, where where I'm positioned at to be able to train them to keep up with how fast technology is changing.
0: Right. Well, the the cable industry had a little warm up on huge uh, digital transformations back in the early 2000s with the analog to digital cable signal transition.
1: Absolutely. Have they
0: learned from that? Oh,
1: absolutely. We were the pioneers of that. Right. So absolutely. So every every step along the way, we are looking to this really accelerate the deployment of new technology. So in order to keep up with that, we're always looking for new ways to get content out to the workforce to be able to keep up with it.
0: So what are some of the challenges that employers face when it comes to meeting the technology requirements of their employees?
1: Well, you obviously right now, the world world is moving so fast. They cannot leave their office to go take a week-long class or a two-week class or go to a boot camp. So now we've um, had to be very proficient at serving up content every day. You know, something that's relevant to them, follow their learning progressions, follow where, you know, if they've taken a course with us, being able to see where, um, if they took follow their questions to see which ones they got right, which ones they got wrong, the ones they got wrong, constantly be feeding them content to be able to strengthen their skills in that area that they may have have not been so strong in. And then also being able to get on the installer base, right? And as they're going to a home, as we mentioned earlier, they're not going to a house anymore just to hook up a cable to a television, voila, you have video. Now they're doing video, voice, data, and wireless. So the installer now has to do multiple installations in your home and not just know about a cable box and the cable system, but also know about that great big 80-inch TV you just bought. And how am I going to connect it? How am I going to set up all your wireless so your whole house can talk to each other? Right. As well as the security systems They're The cable industry is into security as well. Oh, wow. So UE have to constantly, because they're not able to get, take you out of the field to learn all of this, you have to get more proficient at serving up content in new and creative ways.
0: Okay, so how are how are some of those new creative ways you're serving it up?
1: We're mobile okay. right I, absolutely mobile um, absolutely through their um, we, through their devices right you know um, other than just mobile, uh, other than their phones, whatever device they're using in the field for their for their homes <laughs> to, to install the, the systems. Right. What know, the division that we've loved, we we all love to see and what we're working towards is that an installer you know he brought up in his truck, he's got his device in the truck that tells him I'm going to 116 Flannery Drive. And the person called in and they had a problem with their Wi-Fi system. We would be able to serve up to them that they have eight devices in their home that is connected to this device, which devices may have fell off. That's, that's why they called. Right. And here's but here's how many of the um, routers they may have in their home. Here's how many other um, devices are connected to that router and literally serve up to them what to di- how to di- diagnose the problem before they even get to the house. Wow. That is the, what we will. That's what we would love to get to. Um, also with out in the field, you know, we have our field technicians, right? So you, you have something that happens out in the field. We really would love to be able to get to a point where um, they wouldn't have to do a truck roll, right? They would just be able to see that something happened out at the little, the little um, device at your house and maybe even send a drone out to that and let that diagnose the problem first. And then once we see, okay, we might have to send a truck out, once the drone has diagnosed it, then we send someone out. So that would be a huge cost savings to service providers if we were able to do something okay. like that. And that's what we're working towards.
0: Or even maybe a virtual reality yes. experience. Yes, all types for... of
1: AI. We have um, 3D tools that we're using now. Wow. So you can literally do troubleshooting you know, from your desktop and simulate the problem. So we're, we're already on that track and looking forward to just building upon that as we move forward.
0: And all that broadband that's being provided by the yes. cable companies yes. is really helping make that possible. making a reality
1: quicker, quicker yeah. than what you might think. <laughs>
0: That's great. So, uh, in in terms of um, future employees and looking for candidates to fill new positions, um, how can today's workforce workers prepare? for these types of technology jobs that almost everything's becoming a technology job, right? Yes, it is.
1: I mean, everything from marketing, as you know, right? right? (laughs) You and I both know that's changed over the last 20 years. (laughs) Um, And so definitely we've been really doing a lot of studies with Bloomsburg and with um, Dartmouth, um, with Tuck. To look at how you reskill your existing Salesforce—I mean, not Salesforce, but your existing right. workforce—to right. um, all of these new technologies, how to use them, how to work with them in your job, and then from um, from the workforce, more field and installation perspective, we really have been looking at, um, you know, again, how to get the content in quicker, faster, and keeping them updated, um, and also looking to colleges to see how we could, you know, spread the word about having, having careers in the cable industry and being able to get them started earlier, not when they graduate from college, but actually had them start taking certifications and courses while they're still in college. So they are prepared when they hit the workforce.
0: Right, right. And so what do some of those initiatives look like that you're involved with at the college or university
1: level? Well, we have several industry associations that um, have um, minority diversity programs um, that target college students that are interested in careers in media, as well as the telecommunications space. So we host several events a year and have executives from across the industry come in to talk about careers from producing um, to technical careers, and basically tell them how they could how they could start their career in the industry.
0: That's fascinating. It's always good for for young folks to get exposed to job related Absolutely. topics. Absolutely, and
1: really bring it down to their level. We have right. wonderful executives in our industry who as soon as you tell them, yes, we're going to go to, um, we're going to, go to this college and we're going to host an all-day seminar on how you get a job in the industry on different pers- and from different perspectives, they jump on the opportunity to talk about what they do, how they did it, how they got where they were, and also sharing their information so that the students can get back in contact with them.
0: Interesting. And is that, you do some work with, uh, I see an Emma Bowen Foundation. Yes, is them. that is that related in yes. that same idea? Emma
1: Bowen Foundation has a technical um, committee that we work on that um, we are encouraging young students to come in that program you're in that program for four years and you're assigned to a company and that you don't move around every year you get assigned to one company you stay with for four years and it is a magnificent program Um, they the students are wonderful I've actually had interns um, in my previous employer and they are wonderful. I have a wonderful young man who went to work as a software engineer for Nike. Oh wow. Yeah, so they poached him from the cable industry. <laughs> but I still take it as a credit because yeah, our company you job. raised yeah. up a wonderful <laughs> software engineer yeah. that was now is working at Nike. So it's, it's a wonderful thing.
0: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. W- reskilling the workforce. Yes. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of people who've who are in the workforce now who maybe aren't as technologically comfortable or uh, aren't technology native? What are some of the um, approaches or techniques or th- things that you do to evaluate reskilling folks?
1: Well, we let the operate. We, we let our customers do that, right? They okay. evaluate who they want to reskill, but then we offer them the tools. So they tell us, you know, ex- exactly what capabilities that their staff has where they are lacking, and then we come in and give them the solution for how they can fix that. So we've come up with a bunch of really great tools around micro lessons where, you know, people are not going to sit there and watch a session for like, you know, a half hour, 30 minutes. It's hard right. to get people to sit through a webinar anymore. So we've come up with these micro lessons and primers that are no more than two minutes, two to three minutes long that touches on a very um, relevant technology topic. And we just flood, flood the gates with them. And you have, we have a nice library of them that the workforce can go out and watch.
0: That's great. I like the micro so, lessons. I have a short attention span. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great. You get a lot of content and a very short amount of time and it's very graphically appealing, so you wanna watch it. And you and it makes you retain it. We've done a lot of studies around just how does how do adults retain what they're learning. So we've kind of put all those practices that we've learned from Bloomsburg and from um, Tuck to make sure that they're relevant within the micro lessons.
0: Right, for different learning styles. Exactly. And and talk about this ever-learning mindset, how people should, you know, have an open mind and a, a
1: learning mind. You know, I found out from one of our sister associations that a lot of companies now are looking at not necessarily, you know, Silicon Valley really relaxed the requirement for a college degree, but what they are looking at is how are people self-training? And they're going to sites like Udacity and Coursera and tracking people who are taking those courses and, and on their own Interesting. and taking courses and trying to get themselves self-educated. And that's, if they see a, a trend where it's one person is really doing a lot of those courses, that's who they want to hire. So that has just been very interesting to me um, as we've been looking at my own job. (laughs) And, you know, I know I do that. I mean, Susan, you taught me how to do that. Every marketing article that comes out, I read it whether it's relevant to to me or not. Eventually, about a year later, it becomes relevant to me. (laughs) But I am very um, in the technical space. I have been following that since um, that was shared with me. And it has been amazing to see how many young people and even people in our age bracket now, you know, um, are really going out to these sites like a Khan Academy. They're, I mean, they're free, right? right? And really starting to take these courses so they can keep up on technology on their own, which to me shows initiative. Hmm. And I want to hire that person as well.
0: So the, the trend these days about learning and having a, a continuous learning mindset, I, I understand the um, formal education versus informal education, the the shift is is really happening where people are learning in a lot more informal settings now. And so these micro sessions you talk about, that really offers great informal learning. so what what are some of the benefits to employers for taking that type of an approach?
1: I think definitely from a cost perspective, it's it's very cost effective for them. Um, they can serve this content up to their workforce, who can they can look at it at any time when they're on breaks, during their lunch hour, you know, when they're not in a work mode and they have a break, they can be learning instead of just being parked or just and not right. filling the time in between an the installation. They could be learning during that time frame, and that's why um, in our industry, really being able to serve up content quickly and quick content that's very in-depth in depth and getting to and getting it into their hands quickly has been really this our has just been meant everything over the past few years.
0: So what would you say to, um, to our listeners who maybe are thinking about taking a look at how to deploy this type of uh, learning system or a learning approach? Uh, where do you start? Or how do you begin? What's... Um, well, did you you know? Do you start with replacing existing training that you have and make it maybe into these micro modules, or do you start you keep your existing training as is and then add that as an additional layer?
1: No, you definitely keep your training as is, right? Okay. Um This is just an additional layer on top of that. Gotcha. Um Just to continuously keep them learning, they they are going to have to take the, the normal course or certification, right. And go through those hours. We have definitely worked very hard to shorten those hours for you to get your your training and then also go for your certification, but then also the micro lessons are just things to reinforce that training. Gotcha. And the elements that we've used to work on cognitive learning to make sure that you're retaining that learning, and also adding in the questions and just doing little stop gaps within their training to make sure they retained what they just learned. Adding all of that in, those are all data points as they're going through the system that we are able to measure, and then be able to say, here's where your strengths are, and then any questions that you got wrong, we continuously supply you with that content to, to strengthen that skill set.
0: Interesting. Wow, that's um, it's a lot to a lot to process. <laughs> I, I just I'm I'm just floored by thinking about how in the cable industry how the technology has just radically changed and how um, you you really it's a, a multifaceted process anymore. I'm even just as a as someone um, as a homeowner, right? Yes. You know, it's I got all these devices and my thermostat is connected. And, you know, and so I can't imagine from the service side of it, the complexity and having to keep up on that. And so
1: and I think that's fun for the, for the learner as well. Right. And, you know, in our business, it's a fun industry. I mean, you have to if anything is entertainment, right? Right. So you know, you're looking at video, you're looking at all these great things you can do with e-gaming now that's going to be coming up. And just the fact that you're going to have so much bandwidth, how what are you going to fill with that bandwidth? <laughs> you know, what, do you, what else can you put in your home? You know, how many de- how many more devices can you get into your house that are on your wireless network? Right. But um, I think for our, for our industry, it is so much fun, just what you're working with. I think that's a really a, a really good motivation for the workers. The fact that they're working with really fun technology, they're learning something very fun. We've made the training very engaging for them, so it's not a it's, it's not a hard thing they're learning. It's more or less. This is your life. When you go home, the installation you're doing there, you've probably done at your house, right? So now you're just working and doing it, right? right. But you do. We, we have had to really and truly radically change how we were training that workforce because they're not just going, like I said, they're not just going in installing video anymore. They're wiring your entire house. So we have had to go with that trend to make sure that they had the right training at the right time and at the right place for them to be able to come in and have a satisfied customer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I imagine the training sort of has to run up the the chain of command yes, to a degree, does.
1: too. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You have to get the people on board to, you know, they have to get training. They have to be trained. Um, I know that in that workforce base, um, you know, there's a lot of changes. Right. So you have to invest in your workers. And I think the more that workers see that you are investing in their training, it's a good retention. Model right, as well. Right. Then you won't have the turnover because you're investing in them to train them so that way they can move forward.
0: Well, going back to when uh, when broadband was really taken off and the smart home really was coined as a as a thing, right? So that was yeah, I don't even remember what the what the broadband parameters were for a smart home. But now, when you're talking about gigabits and everything, the speeds coming into home, what's what's next? What are what are what do you see? Or what is what's some of the talk in the
1: industry well, about? You well, know, it's not just a home anymore, right? Cable does a lot more than just a home anymore. We are business services, uh-huh. so hospitals, you know your local business, your, your bakery could be using cable as their okay. as their broadband pipe. Um, we also are in you're know, looking at autonomous vehicles. What we'll, look what you can do once you have this network that's built out in the city with smart mm-hmm. cities, you know, okay. smart homes, yeah. <laughs> smart home is great. <laughs> right, right, that was early two thousands, yeah, right? Exactly. Now smart we're talking cities smart cities is what's hot right now. Being able to you know park your car and pre pick your parking spot. And then get there and know that your parking spot is there for you. Um, they're looking at, you know, we, we did a huge Smart Cities um, exhibit at our last trade show. And it was all about, you know, not just parking spots, but how to turn the lights off and on for the city and, and saving for water. You know, um, making sure that they're looking at all types of um, water management systems and things of that nature for cities. So are, there, are the trees in the middle of the street being watered at what time? And are, are the sprinklers coming on? Just really minute things that you never think about are now coming to light because the network is just getting so robust that you're able to do that. So we've gone beyond a smart home. That's great. But smart cities with being able to operate autonomous vehicles, telehealth, telemedicine. Yeah. 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 You know, you're not being aging in place. (laughs) Being able to be be home and not have to go to the doctor. Right. You know, the broadband network that's in your home, um, you know, we're working on on another program for um, protecting communications cable because when a natural disaster happens and and the um, people come in, the electric companies come in or the um, disaster recovery people come in. They look at a cable and they go, oh, you can cut that. They're just going to lose their video. uh uh-uh. You're not just going to lose your video. Your city's going down.
0: Your city's yeah. going to go down.
1: Yeah. ATMs are going to go down, depending on if the bank is relying on a cable network to, to run that to run your ATMs in your area. Um, if a person who's in that home has all of their heart monitors and, and their devices connected to their cable system – you're not just cutting them and say, "Oh, they're just going to miss HBO tonight." No, no, no. You are <laughs> you're impacting their health, right? Right. So right. there's a lot of things that ride on our um, on our network on the cable network right now that are far beyond just video. So it's very exciting. And yeah, just that change, generally
0: changes the dynamic it there. Just, it's yeah,
1: it's wonderful. And we had FedEx that came out to our show this year, which was amazing, um, where they're going to be having the um, the bots come around and deliver your packages. So you want to have the trucks? So look, that's energy efficiency. Wow. So, you know, and a lot of people are kind of like, why is FedEx coming to the Cable Tech Xbox show? It's because they want us to go forth with this network so they can go and have, you know, get rid of having the big trucks and the gasoline and have right. and more energy efficiency and be able to deliver your packages and be able to track better. So look at that, how, to, how one industry is really impacting multiple industries to do better.
0: Yeah, that's quite an impressive network. I r- was really thinking out of it way too small. <laughs>
1: We know me, go big or go home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Zanita. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: I enjoyed it as well.
0: That's it from us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that's another episode of Rugged Rants. Tune in to new episodes and hear from my fellow co-hosts, Barry Ross and Craig Jakowski on a whole range of topics, each a tough and bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes.